Welcome to Open House, the Saskatoon Business Podcast, where we highlight Saskatoon's epic business culture by interviewing their best and brightest owners. We strive to deliver value in one simple model. What's in it for you? I'm your host, Scott Ziegler. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. Hello everyone. Yes, I am a realtor with Remax Saskatoon and we are broadcasting from Remax headquarters here in sunny Saskatoon. Probably the best place that you could decide to live if you want to live in Western Canada. A quick fun fact about Saskatoon and I'm releasing a new YouTube video with the top five things that I love about living in Saskatoon. Uh, the link to the channel will be in the bio here in the show notes. And the, the five things that I love about living in Saskatoon are the cost of living is relatively low. Uh, the community and the people are great. It's a large city with a small town feel. I like the fact that we have all four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And the river valley and trails, uh, the Miwasan is pretty cool. And we have a really great food scene. So if you've seen me in person, you know I like to eat. So today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing something very exciting, something that everyone's talking about, something that's riveting. And if you are driving, please, two hands on the wheel, because today, today we're going to be discussing insurance and not just any insurance, but the fast paced world of life insurance. And so I'm pleased to uh, welcome our guest, Brian Moriarty. 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 Say it one more time. Moriarty. There you go. Welcome, Brian. Thanks. Thank for, you. Thanks for being here. So, is that an accurate statement that uh, the world of life insurance is riveting and high-paced? And well, it's a matter of life and death. <laughs> exactly. I like that. Perfect. So, uh, just before we get started, Brian, I want to. Uh, I'm just going to read your bio. Uh, introduce you a little bit more to our guests. So Brian grew up on a farm and it taught him some important things about how to work together, how to build something significant, and the importance of working hard to feed feed the world. Although his father had hoped he would take over the farm, he chose to follow another road that led him to the University of Saskatchewan, where he earned a degree in agriculture economics in 1993. Soon afterward, Brian landed a job in the agriculture sector of a commercial bank. Brian enjoyed working with peop- the people aspect of his job, and it was there that the concept and importance of having life insurance became very real to him. One of his bank clients, who was only 40 years old, had a massive heart attack and died suddenly, leaving his family destitute uh, when the bank froze their assets and froze their accounts. So he'll never forget the day that he had to collect money from this guy's widow, who was already suffering and in crisis. Brian remembers asking himself why people weren't talking more about the importance of having life insurance to help young families cope with the unexpected. His years on the family farm taught him to be an internal optimist because with farming, so much is beyond your control. Each year, they would say optimistically, next year will be better, and with some extra planning, hard work, and cooperation from the weather, next year was often better. This reminds him of the financial services industry that he's been a part of for 20 years. Just like crops, life can get cut short, and so we must prepare for, for that which is out of our control. And just as a side note, I found that, uh, that line to be very powerful. Thank uh, you. Brian made a decision to take the road less traveled when he joined Faith Life Financial, the only Christian non-for-profit insurance organization in Canada. 
The decision made all the difference for his clients because when they take the road less traveled, it means that they are not just following the crowd into debt, into purchasing the wrong mortgage insurance or living beyond their means. On the road less traveled, Brian and his clients take time to plan the route together, carefully reviewing all of their insurance needs, investment opportunities and savings plans for education and retirement. As members of Faith Life Financial, Brian's clients also share a passion for church and community involvement in embracing the insurance organization whose primary mission is to serve people rather than only produce profits for for a portion of Faith Life's financials, insurance premiums are also given back to support mission trips, church events, shelters, food banks, hospitals, and building of homes that are damaged from fires and flood. Today, Brian follows another code and another road, and it's a scripture found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Brian, welcome again to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So what made you, I mean, obviously in, in, in the bio, you had the, the story of, you know, a very real story where, where, where somebody yes. had a passing and, and life got real, real hard, real quick. And so what sort of made you leave sort of the financial sector into the insurance space? Well, I saw there was a huge need and I was always an entrepreneur, I guess you could say. And I always had a dream of doing my own thing. And one of those dreams, I guess you could say, was running the family farm, but that didn't pan out. So when I saw an opportunity, I launched myself and decided to take a chance. And here I am uh, being in the financial services sector for, wow, 20 years. It's hard to imagine that it's been that long. Yeah, I'm, I'm 15 years in the real estate business and it goes by quick. Yes. So then... Being a insurance agent, are you what they would refer to as a like a solopreneur or self-employed in the sense that you're responsible for finding and maintaining your own client base? I am. Yes, I'm self-employed essentially. Okay. I work on a commission basis, much like a real estate agent. Okay. Okay. And so normally we dig a little bit deeper into the bio, but as we were saying, you know, before we before we recorded, it's a, a very comprehensive bio. And so I think maybe let's jump right into sort of the questions that, um, that we're here to answer. And, and one of the things that I asked Brian to discuss when we're here is the difference between life insurance and mortgage insurance. You see, to, 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 to wrap up season one, and for those of you who listened to episode four with Braden Anderson of the Mortgage Group, we talked about the ins and outs of mortgages. And one of the things that we didn't cover is at the time of signing your mortgage, you are presented with an option of taking mortgage insurance in case you die or in that way the house is paid off. But I've always recommended to my clients to decline mortgage insurance. And um, I'm assuming, Brian, that you would agree with that statement. Yes, uh, I would recommend the same as well. Um, I mean, what a person can do is they can t accept the mortgage insurance so they have some coverage, right? but then immediately upon or actually beforehand actually go out and get a life insurance policy as opposed to mortgage insurance or what I call creditor insurance. Right. Okay. And, and you're right. You can cancel your mortgage insurance and the uh, monthly payments anytime. Correct. So you're, you're active on LinkedIn, Brian. That's actually where we met. And you wrote an article on your LinkedIn page, um, the eight reasons to purchase life insurance versus mortgage insurance. So I thought that it would be a great opportunity to maybe go through those eight points and you can expound on them a little bit more. Okay, sure. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll set up each point 
and you can give us sort of your your take or your opinion on you know why those points are valuable and, and the difference between sort of life and mortgage insurance. So the, the first one that you have is cost, and I'm wondering is it cheaper to carry life insurance than mortgage insurance? Yes, often it is. In fact, you can get a lot significantly more coverage for the same amount of money that you're spending uh, at your bank or mortgage uh, provider. Okay. Okay. And the point number two you have down here is availability. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by availability is uh, it's available uh, when you need it, essentially, versus uh, it might not be available when you need it, i.e. if it's underwritten uh, at the time of, of claim versus underwriting at the time of issue. Okay. So if I understand what you're saying there, somebody you know, dies of cancer and they didn't have cancer when they got the life insurance policy. So therefore they're covered, but because they now have cancer, the bank might choose to decline that service. Well, it might be that they had cancer before and they thought that they would be covered and they weren't. Mm. That's what it comes down to. Okay. And then point number three you have on here is declining coverage. Declining coverage. Well, I start out on a mortgage of, say, $250,000, and as I make my principal and interest payments, that coverage is actually going down, where a life insurance policy will remain level. So I start out at 250000 and depending on the term I select, it can go 10, 20, or 30 years, where that level coverage will be remain in force. Okay, so if you... If you take that $250,000 mortgage down to $100,000 and die, and, and even if you do get the coverage, basically your insurance policy is only worth $100,000 at that Correct. Time. Okay. That's correct. Okay. And then the next point you have here is the portability of it. Portability. Ah, yes. So I go to the bank and I take their mortgage or creditor insurance, and then I say five years pass, I don't like the interest rate that I'm getting, and I go to a different mortgage provider, while I lose that coverage, whereas a life insurance policy will follow you wherever you go, as well as you can cover outside debts other than just the mortgage itself. Okay, okay. So then would there be a risk of, you know, let's say you let's say you switch banks every five or 10 years, and as you get up in age, now you're 55 or 60 and you decide to get another mortgage, um, would the coverage potentially change from a mortgage insurance standpoint? In terms of like uh, through the bank? Yes. Yes, it could. It, number one, it's going to get more expensive every mm-hmm. time that you go there. And number two, I mean, as you get older, you usually have more health issues. So you're likely to uh, potentially, you know, not be eligible for the bank insurance. Okay. Okay. And I think I think you were just about to get into a point on, on flexibility as far as, you know, covering outside debts and stuff. But what would be the sort of the flexibility issue of... Um, of one over the other? Well, uh, with a mortgage insurance or creditor insurance through the bank, I mean, it's only specifically for that mortgage. Mm-hmm. And the bank actually owns that policy or coverage. Whereas a life insurance policy issued through myself, you can use it for to cover, say, a car payment, uh, other types of debts, uh, as well as planning for things like final expenses. Right, okay. And I think that actually, it's more comprehensive, right? Okay. And that probably leads us into point number six: that the beneficiary controls the death benefit. So you Correct. just said that if you, with mortgage insurance, if you die the money goes for one thing and that's to pay off the house and that's it. That's correct. Whereas you can choose to uh, pay it or the beneficiary receives the money and they decide what they want to pay. 
uh, you know, hypothetically, they could choose not to, to pay the bank and say, here's the house back. But ideally, that's not what we want it for. <laughs> okay. And uh, number seven, you say here that, that your claim can be denied. Yes, your claim can be denied. Uh, so, for example, on a bank uh, product or creditor insurance, as I call it, it can be denied because it's underwritten at the time of claim, meaning that they do not decide whether or not you actually get the insurance coverage until you die, where a life insurance policy is underwritten at the time of of issue so you know whether or not you actually have the coverage that you are applying for sneaky eh? it is and you'll see this in a lot of other types of insurance as well like for example your your car loan uh other types of creditor insurance as well mm -hmm. and then the, the 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 final point that you have number eight is advice Advice? Well, I'd like to believe I'm a lot more comprehensive in just selling just life insurance. We look at all of your needs mm -hmm. as opposed to just one. So it's about fitting everything into your overall plan as opposed to just uh, selling you some mortgage insurance, which may not necessarily address all your needs. Right. Okay. That makes sense. And I, uh, I don't mean to add to your work, but, but I came up with a ninth point here, Brian. Okay, sure, go uh, ahead. And it's just another way for the bank to get money out of you, make themselves richer. <laughs> well, they do make a, a lot of money out of life insurance, for Sorry, sure. Did, did I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, I can't really comment too much, no, I mean, okay. but um, it is what it is, right? But, I mean, at the end of the day, we want to be there to protect our families, right. which is the most important thing, right? I mean, you can have money and you can have family, and ultimately family is the most important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I like that in the article you, you, you kind of summarize it, and the, the quote here is it, it says that your mortgage will probably represent the single largest debt or asset that you will acquire. So making sure your mortgage doesn't outlive you is the most prudent thing that you can do for your family. And I thought that was pretty powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Because the last thing you want to do is, and I think you know, we, we all have seen it or we all know somebody that there's, there's been a death in the family. And, you know, whether it's the wife or the husband and, you know, you find out that, that they weren't protected. Yes. And basically they've now opened themselves up for uh, the rest of their lives potentially to be, you know, financially unstable because they weren't properly prepared. Well, I've had situations that I, I've learned of where people have actually had to go and declare personal bankruptcy because it. they simply didn't have any coverage in place. I mean, ultimately, the most important asset that we earn, have is our income that we earn on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. We are literally millionaires, or as I call it, uh, a, a cash uh, generating machine, an ATM of sorts, right? So we protect our houses through insurance. Why not protect the most valuable asset? And that's our ability to earn money. That's a great point. I've actually never heard it uh, pitched that way, but it, it makes total sense to me. Yes. Okay, great. And as we move into the uh, second segment of the show, I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into business and the running of the business. We interrupt this program for today's shameless plug. If you want more information on this podcast and the host, or any information on the Saskatoon real estate market, including market stats, neighborhood profiles, or any listing that's currently for sale, you can find it all on the web at onlineopenhouse.ca. That's onlineopenhouse.ca. I'm also on all major social channels. It's called social media for a reason. Add me. Let's get social. 
Now, back to the show. And I, I appreciate that you, you know, you are a, um, a sole proprietor or a self-employed and you, you know, you have to basically make it happen day in right. and, and day out. So the next couple of questions are designed to give our listeners just a little bit more of a glimpse into, you know, your, your style. And what would you think is the definition of a successful business? Is like, what, what do you think that a, a business must do or must have in order for it to be successful? Well, in, in my experience, in order for me to be successful, it's all about building relationships. And ultimately, I mean, people don't choose to do business with me because of the company or organizations or products that I have to offer. It comes down to is building good, personable, trustworthy relationships at every stage, whether it's my wholesalers or people such as yourself, right? It's about getting out there and, and connecting with people in a meaningful way. It's powerful. And I mean, it. I think that, that if that was the bedrock of every salesperson out there, I think we could eliminate the stigma that goes along with sales um, yes. overnight. So uh, that's a great answer. I, I love that. Well, I, I view myself more as a guide than I am as a salesperson. I'm not there to sell somebody something. I'm there to navigate them through that choice and that selection process so that they make the best decision for their family. Great. There's a um, there's a book, and now I, I forget the author, but it'll be in the uh, in the show notes. But it's called the the story brand, and essentially what what he talks about there in a sales position is positioning yourself not as the hero but as a guide. And I find that most people position themselves as the hero in the story. Right. And um, really, it's about our clients. It's about the end result for yes. them, not not about us. So exactly, so. being successful for them. Great. And so the next couple of questions are are designed to give our listeners a glimpse into your leadership style. And I, I mean, I firmly believe that, that people learn from, from experiences of others, you know, people let somebody else make the hard mistakes and then you can learn from them. So wh- what would you say is one of the weaknesses that you have as a business owner? Uh, I'd have to say administrative uh, paperwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's not my strength. So at times when I've been able to, I've hired someone to come in and help me out with that. Yeah. And I focus on the things that I am good at, and that's building and fostering positive relationships with individuals and delegating things that I'm not strong, strong in to other individuals. Good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm such a horrible delegator. I <laughs> no, It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Nobody you know, can do it as good as I can, but yeah. it's important to do. Well, and it, it, it's not only that, but I mean, people are going to make mistakes or maybe not do it right, but it's about building people up to, so, to they have the confidence and the ability to do what they are. I worked with one fellow at, at uh, a bank that I worked at many years ago, and one of his strengths and what he did and I learned from is, is he went around and ha- always had something positive to say to each and every one of his employees. Mm. And people went from B performers to A performers because they felt that they were supported and uh, understood. I believe it. I believe it. And then the flip side of that or the, the opposite side of that is what is one of the things that you're really good at? What's one of your strengths? I think you've probably already answered yeah. it. But, uh, <laughs> my strength ahead. is building relationships. And I, I really do care about my uh, you know customers and clients uh, and members. I mean, they are not not necessarily people I do business with, but they also become friends, mm-hmm. if anything, because I am there talking about some of the most intimate things right. in their lives. That's true. Yeah, that's, it, it's a good point. Um, 
as as a realtor, we're we're similar in in that situation. Is that we do get to peel back the curtain of people's yes. lives, and I I would assume that especially life insurance that it, it's a deeper level than than you even would in selling a house. But I think that having a, a strong relationship and somebody that can trust you just makes that process that much better. It is, and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Good. Okay. Um, before we get to the final word, Brian, um, we weekly we re- read some reviews that come in on the show. And some are thoughtful, some are funny, but we want to honor our and recognize those fans who've taken time to give us a five-star rating and write us a short review. It helps our show grow, and it's something that's free to do, but adds massive value to us. So today's review comes from Jay Dizzle, DZL, and it says here, I'm excited to hear more of this. With the, with the business connection Scott has made throughout his years in the real estate industry, it should make for some great listening, great work, Scott. So Jay, that's what I aim to do is make this good listening, and I appreciate the comment. And if you want to be featured on the show, simply give us a five-star rating and write us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Those are the only two sites that allow for reviews. All right, Brian. We're going to get to the final word here, and I, I want to leave the final word to you. This is the Saskatoon Business Podcast, after all. What's one final piece of advice that you could leave an aspiring business owner or an established business owner that you think they could use to implement starting today to make a difference in their business? Align yourself with the right team members, and don't try to do it all yourself. I mean, identify what your strengths and weaknesses are, and find those key pillars that are important in your life. So you want to have maybe a good legal team, you want to have a good accounting team, you want to have a good insurance person, uh, maybe someone on the real estate side, and uh, making them a part of your team. I mean, yes, it's, it's important that you know your stuff, but it's also important to have a strong team because you're only as strong as your weakest link. It's powerful. I love it. And we, I, I would agree with the advice you know, any professional out there in any, you know, any sort of business has to have people around them that if you don't know the answer, they, they can have the answer for you. Or even sometimes somebody just to bounce, bounce ideas off, off of. of. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. I want to um, close the show. And I want to give you a big thanks, Brian, for coming. Um, you drove all the way from Prince Albert today, 1.5 hours away. And so from me and my listeners, I want to thank you again for your wisdom and your knowledge. And where can people find out more about you and your company? I know that you're active on LinkedIn, but do you have any other social channels or websites that people can find you at? They can find us on uh, our Facebook page. Uh, They can also find us on uh, our corporate uh, website, faithlifefinancial.ca. Or they can give me a shout at 981-0839. Say that again. 981-0839. And again, if you are active on LinkedIn, Brian is uh, all over LinkedIn and puts lots of great content out there. So that's it for today. I want to thank everyone who joined the show. I hope that you'll stick around and consider subscribing to the podcast. If you want to see any of our guests in person, head over to the YouTube channel. We record all the episodes and post them on the podcast playlist. And again, the link will be in the show notes. And again, my name's Scott Ziegler, a realtor with Remax Saskatoon and your host of Open House, the Saskatoon Business Podcast. Signing off from Remax headquarters, thanks for listening. And if there's anything in this world that I can do to serve you, just reach out. Because as always, I'm just happy to help.
Thanks so much for listening to Open House, the Saskatoon Business Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from.